At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Circa, and Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay. And Circa was popping last night with the Golden Knights. It's a little tamer today as they get to enjoy that victory last night. Wes, just keeping an eye on Major League Baseball here very quickly. Oh, boy, those White Sox betters. I hope you didn't hop in after what I said because Miggy has gone yard, and right now it's 4-1 to Detroit in the top of the sixth here. Giolito still in the mix there and still tied up at two between Cincinnati and and St. Louis will keep an eye on the action going on in Major League Baseball. Of course, uh, we're going to talk with Tim Doyle here shortly. Uh, we got the Belmont going on today. He's a big horse guy and, of course, a huge NBA guy. We've got a huge NBA game as we begin the second series here in the Eastern Conference with Jersey, uh, rather with Brooklyn, the old Jersey Nets. Now the Brooklyn Nets uh, taking on Milwaukee, so that should be a very interesting series. Uh, Wes, just getting your thoughts very quickly before we bring Tim on. We also have a uh, game one starting uh, tomorrow in the Eastern Conference between Atlanta and Philadelphia. As we just do a quick look ahead uh, on that game here, I'm really surprised that it's only two and a half. I get it. We don't know about Joel Embiid here, but that still feels too low because we saw what they were able to do against Washington, uh, certainly in the closeout game. What do you make of that line as you look ahead to, to Sunday's game one in that Eastern Conference? 
Yeah, I think what you're seeing is basically the books kind of trying to cover themselves just in case Joel Embiid doesn't play. Obviously, if that's announced that he's going to go, it's a race to the the money here. And look, <laughs> these guys in the back in these hubs across America and here in Las Vegas, they're going to move that number before a lot of these bettors are able to log on to those apps or get to the windows to go ahead and get to it. So I think that they're just kind of like, hanging it right there to kind of see where it is and, you know, make sure that they don't get overly exposed here. They don't want to necessarily give away the store. If you look at, like, the series price, I'm seeing about $1.60 on the series price, basically market average. They don't want to get caught with their pants down here, so they don't want to, like, give away the store and say, okay, we're going to give you... 225 or 250 or something on Atlanta, even though this is a Hawks team with not a lot of playoff experience, albeit they've now got their first series win with this core group led by Trey Young. So that's why I think that they've probably decompressed this price a little bit. I have not yet gotten involved in this series because uh, I'm not sure how much of a time that this is going to be a recovery for Joel Embiid because these knee things, it's, you know, from what I heard, it, you know, it's a mild tear that usually you can recover from that, but a mild tear, you know, that's like a mild stroke, right? Right, right Dave, you know, it's like <laughs> a stroke is a stroke here. A tear of a knee is Nothing a tear of a knee. about it, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and these, uh, you know, these knee injuries, you know, sometimes they could be day-to-day, -day, which is really what Embiid is listed at right now. But sometimes day-to-day -day can turn into, you know, three to five days or five to seven days or seven to ten days. And if it turns into that, then he's not going to go in this series. So I really have not gotten involved as of yet. Clearly with Atlanta, you're getting an absolutely red-hot team. When Nate McMillan took over on March 1st, ever since they've gone 31-12 and 12 straight up and then 27-16 and 16 against the number for about 62% and change. So they've battled adversity. They've had some guys miss time, including Trey Young, including John Collins, Bogdanovich. Like they've had a lot of guys miss several games, but somehow Nate McMillan's been able to keep this young bunch that's very inexperienced together. So Atlanta absolutely is a threat, and that's why you're seeing them you know, mainly with the Embiid injury, but that's why you're not seeing such a high price on the series because I think the market is considering the the or the books rather are considering the injury, obviously. Sure. But they're also considering the fact that this Atlanta team got some respect because they went and beat the Knicks, who everybody was all over the Knicks, saying, "Oh, how great they are!" You know, Thibodeau has turned this team around, and he should be coach of the year. Not saying he shouldn't be, but. The fact of the matter is Atlanta had just a little bit more experience. And kind of the Knicks, if you look at them in the regular season, they usually beat teams under Thibodeau because they play harder than the other team. Well, now it's the playoffs, and everybody plays hard at this standpoint. Yeah, no question about it. And I do look at that, and you, you saw it with the Lakers, and it kind of got hammered up there a little bit because everybody thought Anthony Davis was going to go. He did give it a go, and certainly was not the same Anthony Davis. will keep a watchful eye on Joel Embiid. And once again, you are inside the green zone presented by MGM, by Bet MGM. And welcome back here. Dave Ross here at Circa. Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay. And again, this is presented by Bet MGM. And Wes, we were talking earlier uh, about what's going to happen tomorrow in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But let's talk about today. And for that, there's nobody else to bring in better to talk to you than my guy Tim Doyle back there in Chicago. I see him at CBS HQ. And of course, you can see him on NBA TV as well. Tim, great to have you. I see you already have the hammer out. When you look, we're going to get to the Belmont as well, Tim. 
But when you look at game one, sell me on Milwaukee because Wes has done a really good job so far in the first hour of the show here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you have to kind of take the Nets win with a grain of salt over the Celtics. Just look at it from the Celtics perspective, guys. Jalen Brown doesn't play. Kemba Walker doesn't play. And right when the series is over, the coach goes, I'm out of here. I'm going to the front <laughs> office. So I don't know if I really put a lot of weight into that series win. Oh, and by the way, they lost the game in that series. As for the Bucks, that was huge. Just a mental hurdle to knock off the team that embarrassed you last year in the bubble. I'll take a page from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, right? They needed to exercise the demons <laughs> and beat the team that embarrassed them last year. And not only did they beat them, guys, they embarrassed them and swept them. And the last two times that Milwaukee faced the Nets, albeit James Harden didn't play, they beat up on the Nets. That's why I brought the hammer out. This price is way over overinflated to lay 200 with the Nets. I think you got to hammer time the Bucks in this series. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I'm right there with you. Let's drop the hammer here on the Brooklyn Nets because if you look at where Milwaukee is concerned and where really Brooklyn is concerned, even though Boston was without Jalen Brown, and even though that they were very shorthanded, and obviously Boston really hasn't been right all season, the Nets still gave up 117.6 points per put 100 possessions against a team that really was going to struggle a little bit to score at the rim without Jalen Brown, and that was 12th among 16 eligible playoff teams. And I just don't know what the Nets do down low because they just don't have anybody that can guard Giannis. And the fact Giannis averaged 39 points in the regular season against this Brooklyn Nets team. You look at Jordan, you look at Blake Griffin, who, you know, just as probably too small and doesn't have the athleticism at this standpoint. I mean, how do they approach that? Because Dave asked me that question earlier. Do you kind of let Giannis get his and then try to shut down the shooters? Or what is Steve Nash's approach here, at least defensively? Yeah, I, I think that they don't have a, a matchup for Giannis. And that was pretty evident. And you talked about the stats, Wes. I mean, that's insane. He almost averaged 40 points a game against the Nets. They don't really have anybody that can match up against Brooke Lopez. And it's been a concerted effort to not have the seven-footer just hanging out shooting threes. He's been posting up more. But isn't the number in game number one like four? Isn't four mean like, come on? Back the nets. Like, it's almost like we all have those friends that are like, come on, jump in. Like, just take mm -hmm. it. Like, you don't want to do that. People, uh, here's a philosophy that I adopted from one of my dad, uh, Big Dan's friends. His name was John the Professor, all right? But I actually think he was a mailman. I don't know how he got that name, John the Professor, right? But he used to do this. He would take two games like this, and he would bet the bucks in both games. But he would basically pick out a fixed amount. I think it was five dimes. I don't know how a mailman was betting five dimes a game in the 80s. But he would pick out five grand. He would bet 5,000 on the bucks tonight plus the points. If they won, that would be it. He would just kind of end his system. Or he would double up in the second game. I think they're walking out of Brooklyn with the win. Actually, I know they're walking out of Brooklyn with the win. So you're going to give me plus odds there? I think it's called like the Martindale system. I was on another show and a guy's like, if you do that, you will go broke. By the way, if you gamble consistently, you will go broke. All right? I'm just telling you that right now. So no matter what system you have, but this is two games that I've zeroed in on right now. And I'm going to double up if the Bucks don't cover tonight. But four, Dave Ross, you know what that is like. It's like this, the bad little devil on your shoulder. Oh, like, I know Come on, just do it. <laughs> 
Talk about Tim Doyle. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Tim Doyle Double Zero. He is the Robert Parrish of Northwestern. Uh, Tim, when you say all those things, and Wes said similar things about Giannis not being able to be stopped, the player prop is only 32 and a hook here. So you're saying to me, get the hammer back out, even in game one, even with potential jitters, even because we don't know the rotations yet. You think that's the safest play here for a player prop? Take Giannis to go over that 32 and a half? Here's the deal, right? Playoff defense is different than regular season defense. I would not make a large investment on a player prop for a guy that, like, you'll know right away. If he, first couple of jumpers, if they go in, this thing's going to go flying over. But what they're going to do is they're going to back off, and they're going to be like, go ahead, buddy, make a few jump shots. Now, the last two games against Brooklyn, albeit regular season without James Harden, he made eight threes mm. in two games. Giannis made eight threes. I'll tell you this right now, if he makes eight threes in the first two games, this series is going to be over very, very quickly. <laughs> so um, one thing that I look at player prop-wise, and I think his rebounds are somewhere in the 11 and a half, 12 to half. I, I see a lot of possessions in this game. And he's got an unbelievable motor. And that's something that I'm confident he's going to get 14, 15, 16 rebounds here. I would go more so towards his rebounding prop. But this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I only bet the over, Dave and Wes, and here's why. When I bet the under, I'm like a bad parent. I like tell my kids to go to bed early. I like push over old ladies. I like betting the over. It's fun to score points, okay? And this is a wild number. It's one of the biggest totals we've seen in 30 years from an NBA. I don't know if it's going to go over, but I know this. I'm more fun when I bet the over. And when I bet the the, the under, it's just like I root for disease and, and famine and yeah, divorce. <laughs> I go to a wedding. I uh, hope this doesn't work out. So I want to see a lot of points. Yeah, Wes, that's true. He's much more fun when he bets the over. I, I've seen it in person. It's always a good time. We talked about that, Dave, with the Vegas Golden Knights Colorado series. You are hanging on for dear life if you were betting these, these these unders in that game, even though it did go under last night, to, to Tim's point. But, Tim, in terms of Brooklyn, we know what they can do offensively, that this is arguably the best offense we've seen in the league since Golden State when they were making their run at three championships. And the offense can mask a lot of defensive efficiencies. Do you think Milwaukee kind of approaches this where it's like, okay, we're just going to have Drew Holiday chase Harden all around, or do you think that they're just going to run multiple defenders and just kind of switch everything on these guys? Yeah, I think defense West is uh, probably going to end up being the X factor because it's not just Drew Holiday that could potentially guard Harden, right? Could be Chris Middleton, pretty good two-way player. Could be mm-hmm. Giannis if he gets switched out on him. I, I think the Bucks match up well from a defensive standpoint that they got guys that can guard multiple positions. Go check out Jimmy Butler's stats. Uh, that wasn't great. And Miami was playing really good basketball coming into the playoffs. You can say, oh, they got tired or the bubble, the quick turnaround. whatever. They got blown out and they got embarrassed in the series. So I think that this – the Nets should be favorite in this series because they have home court advantage. I think it should be like minus 130, minus 140, minus 200. Mm. I mean, that is just absolute ridiculous right now. You're, play, you're paying an absolute premium for them. But I will say this, of all the series that the Nets will play going forward, if they win this series, this will be their toughest test for them to win an NBA championship. Get through the Bucks, they're home free. Tim, I want to move on to Sunday when we start off the ATL taking on Philly. We had that kind of Daniel LaRusso moment for the Lakers, and Antonio Davis is going to fight. 
They didn't fight very long, and then everybody bet the Lakers knew that they were done early. Are you worried about Big Joel Embiid? Because we don't know the injury situation in game one. Would you then take a fire maybe on the ATL money line here to steal one if we don't know the exact health of Embiid? I would not bet Atlanta game one of this series. You know, over the last two years, the 76ers have played 70 games at home. They're 61-9. and nine. Like, they're a pretty good record. So, uh, um... You know, at home, there's going to be a great crowd. There's going to be uh, amazing momentum. I think more so the Hawks for the series. But now you're betting on, is Embiid going to play? I, you know, it's really hard. We were talking about a guy who's on pace to win the MVP this year. And then, you know, he's hurt. I, interesting enough, I called game five between the 76ers and the Wizards. So we get the feed about an hour before the game. And he was on the court. And I saw him shooting threes. Ooh. And he was stepping in, you know, one, two into threes. But... Yeah, you know, a little different when you're just shooting threes by yourself versus like guarding John Collins. Like uh, any old man, I've seen Dave Ross go out there and beat me in a free throw contest. That is I think true. 106 years old. So like, you know, you got to take that. You know, like, if we played one on one, I told them this once, Wes. We're playing a three on three, a bad three on three. Like, was very it was good. all like dentist and stuff. And I'd never played with Dave before. And I told him like midway through the games, I was like. Man, your offense isn't bad, but your defense, I mean, that thing blows. I'm the blows. Brooklyn Nets That's of three-on-three. I, three. I just don't play D, just like the Nets, Tim. <laughs> you don't know that Big Ten style of defense that Tim Doyle knows from his time at Northwestern. Uh, you got to come strong in the Big Ten, Dave. Yeah. You know that. I'm finding that out. Hey, gents, I do want to switch while we still have Tim here to the ponies because, Wes, you don't know this about me and Tim. We've been to the track together. We've made zero combined dollars because we ponied up all our money. Give it to Timmy. And, Tim, we've been very close, but you've never cashed a ticket for me. I need a winner from you at the Belmont. We only got eight ponies going today in the, the last leg of the Triple Crown. Will you please finally give me a winner? You know, Bob Baffert is barred from New York, so you're not going to see the white-haired man that looks exactly like Will Ferrell and East Bound and Down. Oh, I feel it in my plums and stuff. you got to watch some of that. I mean, that's hilarious. That's good stuff right there. So there's going to be no Baffert there in New York. And traditionally, the Kentucky Derby is the best race for three-year-olds. It's the Belmont. These are the best horses you see, Ron Bauer just won the Preakness. Essential quality. He was your favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, known agenda, no Irad Ortiz. His brother's going to be on the horse, Jose. Irad got banged up on Thursday. But I'm going to go at number four, Hot Rod Charlie. Now listen to this, okay? Ron Bauer's jockey is Flavian Pratt. I call him Flavor Flav, minus the <laughs> clock, okay? He rode Ron Bauer in the Preakness. He rode Hot Rod Charlie in the Derby. Now, he's got a conundrum there, right? He just won the Preakness. He rides Hot Rod Charlie. He goes bye-bye to Rumbauer. I'm going to ride Hot Rod Charlie, Ooh. who I bet in the Derby, and I'm going to come back again in the Belmont. I think Essential Quality should be your favorite. I think he ran a giant race in the Kentucky Derby. He was wide. He had trouble to begin with. But I'm going to bet the Hot Rod here. So Hot Rod Charlie, here's the deal. You bet him win in place because Dave knows this. I'll call who's going to win. He and will. before, like, Wes, we're talking about halfway through. I already know who's going to win. And then once in a while, they just come up, like, a little bit short. And then when they do, at least we're going to be able to cash that place ticket. 
And uh, Tim, I was kind of looking at Hot Rod Charlie maybe in terms of my underneath, in terms of what I want to do with an exacta, but there's a couple horses in here that are obviously getting a lot of love. I know we had uh, Edzo was on Follow the mm -hmm. Money right here on Beeson yesterday. He likes a known agenda who got a really bad trip on the rail at the Kentucky Derby. A lot of people wanted to say, I heard people all week saying, I want to bet known agenda, and then he gets put on the rail at Churchill, and then obviously his odds drifted and he got a bad trip. Rock Your World also got a bad trip, got crushed out of the gate, but on debut at the Santa Anita Derby, absolutely laid him down one by four and a quarters over Medina Spirit, who was the Kentucky Derby winner. You like Hot Rod Charlie, anybody you'd like to pair with in the exactos or the tries if you're going to go that route? I think it's going to be hard to make a lot of money in this race because right. I, I see it being a, a chalky. You know, also, Wes, you're not getting a 14-horse field. That's how things get goofy. You know what I mean? 15 horses, uh, 80 to 1 runs third or second, and now all of a sudden that spikes the exacta or trifecta. Uh, you know, essential quality, skip the Preakness. Hot Ride Charlie, skip the Preakness. So they've been gunning for this particular race. Interesting enough, Ron Bauer's trainer goes, forget the Derby, we're going to win the Preakness, and that's exactly what they did. I think for known agenda, you want to bet the horse, here's what you need, the trip. You need some things to work. You need Rock Your World and Hot Rod Charlie to go head-to-head -head through 46-4, and four, and then they're falling apart. The best race calls in the history of horse racing, Dave Ross, is in the Belmont. I think it is uh, Victory Gallop ran down real quiet. And real quiet, if he would have won the Belmont, he would have got a bonus on top of winning the Preakness and the Derby. It was $5 million. And Victory Gallop nipped him at the wire. And Tom Durkin said, a picture's worth a thousand words. This one's worth $5 million. I mean, that's that's not Jim Nance canned ham. No. That's not Jim Nance right now. This, this guy's reacting on the fly. What an amazing line. If you had a Tuesday, Ross, best race call you ever heard, what was it? Well, you know, you kind of turned me on to that one because I didn't know that that was the best, and sometimes we would just sit there and listen to classic race calls in the history of racing. And I do think you're right because when he goes, oh, no, at that moment, you're like, he's speechless. He doesn't even know what to say, and it really was worth Five million dollars. That is an incredible moment in horse racing history. And Wes, I know you don't know this about Tim. He's also called races. Timmy, we got to up the energy on your race calls so we can have you back here on VEASAN uh, inside the green zone. I, I thought your call was good. I just didn't think it was Durkin level. Is that fair? It is fair. And I'll say this. Next time I call a race, you should be on a horse, you little you-know-what. Call me out for it. That's a hard thing to do, Wes, call a horse race. Now you're going to call me out like that? There he is, Tim Doyle. Follow him on Twitter, at Tim Doyle. So hammer the bucks, so says Tim, in game number one, and also that series price, if you can still get it, at about plus 165. Timmy, you are the best, my friend. Enjoy the Belmont. Enjoy the basketball. We'll catch up again soon. See you, Wes. See you, Dave. So, Wes. Thanks, Tim. That's why I have to have Tim on the show. You can understand why the energy that this guy brings, but those are all true stories. I've never won a dollar, but I'm, gonna, I'm a glutton for punishment, Wes. I'm going to follow his lead today and, and bet the ponies that way at the Belmont. Do you like the advice he gave very quickly? 
I do. I thought he made a good case for Hot Rod Charlie. The two I kind of like are the six and the seven, Known Agenda, Rock Your World. I know we'll talk with Ron Flatter yep. next hour to see if he still likes Known Agenda. That's been a very popular pick, of course. Eddie Olchick was on yesterday with Mitch, with Mitch and uh, Matt, I believe, on Follow the Money, and he liked the Known Agenda. And uh, Edzo, this is his time of year, Pucks and Ponies, but Tim Doyle showing he is truly a man for all seasons. Uh, absolutely cracks me up. By the way, very quickly update, the White Sox getting back in this thing. It's four Four to three now, and they've got a couple guys on keeping an eye on afternoon baseball. Four to two right now, Cincinnati over St. Louis. Uh, much more here. You are inside the green zone on Vsin, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Belmont Stakes today means there are two episodes this week of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. The first is a pop-up with Las Vegas bookmakers and horse players, Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, Dwayne Colucci, and Vinny Maliuo. They analyze all eight horses in this weekend's race. The regular episode from New York features trainers Doug O'Neill, 
John Sadler and Fox Sports racing analyst Maggie Wolfendale-Morley. Both episodes are available at beaston.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is sponsored by First Bet. Back here inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at Circa, and Wes is over there at Mandalay Bay. And, Wes, when we look at this uh, afternoon baseball we've been keeping an eye on here, we do have a lot of other games that are going off in action right now. But I do want to update that White Sox games. We, we've been keeping an eye on that. Four to three right now as they play the top of the seventh. And Lucas Giolito is still in this ball game here. So they're throwing him out there. He's fighting through this outing. Uh, and also last week we saw Cincinnati is still up on St. Louis. What do you make of what you've seen so far of the uh, early afternoon slate? Yeah, 88 pitches for Giolito, so trying to get an inning out of him. But uh, uh, so far, so good for the Tigers, 4-3. to three. And also Cincinnati, uh, St. Louis throw out Oviedo, who's kind of a, a really a temporary starter until they get really Miles Michaelis back into the fold. Reds off to a very good start, 4-2, to two, despite being shorthanded. Novato, a uh, couple other guys missing for the lineup. So Suarez, with the two-run shot here at the top of the six, has given them the lead. And then also one that I did play, Dave. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it. It's kind of one of those things I like to do in baseball handicapping. And when people listen to me and a couple others on VEASAN, I know JBT also subscribes to this, kind of that buy low, sell high theory when you're looking at pitchers. And a game that really applied to that on both sides was Houston and Toronto that just went off. Jose Urquidy, 302 on the ERA, very good, but 439 on the XFIP. And then you look at Ross Stripling, 630 on the ERA, but only 445 on the XFIP. So almost a two-run difference better on the XFIP. And I maintain that XFIP, which is the fielding independent pitching, really gives you more of an indicator in terms of how a pitcher is pitching, how he's locating, how his stuff is, because obviously that takes, you know, the fielding out of the play, the defense behind you that maybe gets some balls that should have gotten through some holes but goes ahead and saves you as a pitcher and you look also at stripling 345 on the batting average balls in play which if you're a little if you're over three three is about the average I see among starting pitchers in major league baseball and Batting average balls in play BABIP really kind of man uh, measures luck if you will and when you're in the mid threes like Stripling was, that means you've probably gotten a little bit unlucky. Yeah, maybe you haven't been pitching great, but maybe a little bit unlucky. And so far, four to one Blue Jays, who got absolutely rocked last night. Hinjin Ryu, who's been Toronto's best pitcher on the season, absolutely beat around the yard, really, for the first time this season. But Joe Panic, three run shot here in the bottom of the fourth, now four to one going to the top of the five in Buffalo. And also, looking ahead, we have uh, Boston and New York, obviously a marquee matchup back on the East Coast. We've got Rodriguez against Tyon today. Uh, any thoughts on that game and that series, obviously, as they are jockeying for position below the Rays right now in the AL East? Yeah, I'm looking at Erod's numbers, and I'll go back to what I was talking about in terms of uh, the XFIP. If you look at the and, and then if you look at the batting average balls in play, he's what like 374. So then you got to make that determination, Dave, where it's like, okay, is he unlucky or is he just not pitching very well? Right. So we saw a low-scoring affair last night. I think perhaps we could see another one yet again. I know the Yankees usually better against left-handed pitching, and, they, and the Sox have Erod on the mound, who is a left-hander. But if you look at that XFIP at only 335. 
five. That's almost two and a quarter runs better than the ERA. Jamison Tyone really kind of struggled to start the season. Then he finally got that first win in a Yankee uniform. Has been a little bit better lately. I do think that the luck has been kind of crummy here really on both sides. Uh, but you're seeing uh, Tyon start to pitch a little bit better. I think he's a lot better. You see this 5-10 ERA, you're like, oh, he's been hitting horrible. But he really hasn't so far this season. So we shall see if the Yankees start to hit left-handers better. They have not been as good as they've normally been in, in years past. So maybe that's a, a spot here for the under. The total is now up to 9.5. At 9.5, I would certainly be looking to go under at this standpoint because 7 and 9, really the two key numbers on baseball totals in terms of betting. And very quickly, I did see that in some places it's trickled up to six for the Metropolitans and Jacob DeGrom tonight against the Padres. That is a significant move. If you can get it at five and a half, maybe you want to, you know, put that toe into the deep water there and, and take it over when you have uh, guys like Musgrove and Jacob DeGrom going. But depends on shop around. If you can get it at five and a half, maybe you like it better than you would like it at six. We are rolling through right here on the Green Zone on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Stakes is today, and our VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find that betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VSIN store, and our picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Platter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. That's at slash horses. We're going to have Ron Flatter a little bit later on in this program, and Mike Peronio is going to join us in just a little bit with West, West, Math, uh, West Reynolds, rather. West Matthews is done for the year. West Reynolds is still I wish going. I could shoot like West Matthews. I know. I wish I you could spot up and shoot at West uh, <laughs> over there at Mandalay Bay. Keep an eye. The hockey has started here between Carolina and Tampa. They are scoreless right now, about six minutes to go in the first period, and again, the Red Legs still leading uh, St. Louis 4-2 to in the top of the seventh. And again, that White Sox game, keeping an eye on that, 4-3 to three right now, Detroit still in the lead. Uh, Wes, I did want to talk a little bit about the UFC fight night tonight here in Las Vegas at UFC Apex. And this is why I love talking with somebody like you that really dives into the numbers. And I really look at the styles and ways that, say, uh, big boy, Yurahino uh, Rosenstrike can win this fight against Augusta Sakai tonight. Now, we know both of these guys like to stand and trade. Neither one of these guys have a submission win to their credit, so you would think somebody's going to get knocked out in this one. Uh, Sakai, not like your traditional Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner, just a, a brown belt there. Do you expect it like I do, that this is going to stay standing? And if so, expect some early fireworks in this main event tonight? You would certainly think so, Dave. Uh, I'm seeing the props here in terms of the over-under rounds. You are seeing a substantial price to the over here at one and a half minus two dollars. So you would expect these guys are going to stand, 
But you also, these are two guys that I think kind of need a little bit of a win here. Uh, Rosenstrike, uh, last time out, did lose to Cyril Gane earlier in February by unanimous decision after he only had the one loss, a knockout loss to Ninganu, got some momentum with the TKO over JDS, Junior DeSantos. So, you know, Rosenstrike needs a win. And also you look at Sakai. Is this kind of too much of a step up in class? Because if you look, he's kind of beaten the middle heavyweights. Mm -hmm. If you look, uh, going back, he, he, he knocked out Chase Sherman, got that close decision over Arlovsky, knocked out Tybura, who's in the co-main tonight, and we'll talk about that. He'll face Walt Harris, and then got a split decision over Ivanov, and then got TKO'd last September by Alistair Overeem. So that's usually what you always get with heavyweight fights. Obviously, people will want to bet the knockout props and whatnot. But in terms of the money that I'm seeing really come on this fight, looks like it's been a pretty even split. Not seeing a lot of movement here because you look like right here at BetMGM, minus $1.25 on right. Rosenstrike, plus 105 on Sakai, and it's even a more narrow gap at, at other shops across town and at faraway places. So I haven't yet determined where I'm going to go with this fight, but seeing this kind of get bet to the over is very curious because you would expect two big boys like this are going to beat and bang here, but do you maybe get a feeling out process a little bit early because guys are like, okay, I need a win here to kind of stay where I am in the heavyweight division. I think Rosenstrike is just out of the top five. So this is big for positioning for these guys. And these guys are getting main event fights that haven't gotten a lot of main event fights in the past. So maybe a little nervousness early on. I could see a feeling out process at least through the first five minutes. Well, here's the thing, Wes. I actually gave this to Tim Murray last night in the nightcap. I like the under especially juiced up to plus 175. I, I hear you on the feeling out process, but still you're getting the, into that second round of a five-round main event, and I don't think either one of these guys are built to go that five. And, and I, both these guys have been knocked out before too, so that always kind of concerns you a little bit. Absolutely, and again, no shame in getting knocked out by the baddest man right now on the planet in Francis Ngannou. If you're big boy Rosenstrike here, that only lasted 20 seconds, but I think he's going to look to go after Sakai early, and I look at that price at, at minus 125, and for me, you mentioned the common opponents here. You know, Rosenstrike had one of the most uh, dynamic stoppages, if you will, of ours to Overeem in a fight. He was getting completely dominated through four uh, rounds yes. and somehow yes. pulled that out in that fifth and final round. So he had to be buoyed by that before he lost to Francis. So I really do think he's going to be in a good headspace going into this. And it, as a sure favorite at minus 125, I like big boy in this one, and I like him to get it done early. So, again, I want the, the win to come through for Tim. Obviously, he's a dad. I want to make him a little bit of money, and I hope I, I make you a little bit of money as he's well. He's got mouths to feed, Dave, yeah. for God's sakes. we got to get there for him, The right? man's absolutely got a family, <laughs> so I, I'm trying to do my yeoman's work here, but it, it did intrigue me at that plus uh, 175 juiced-up price here uh, to take the under in a round and a half. I do think it's going to be quick work either way, but I do lean towards big boy in that one. Uh, you mentioned Walt Harris taking on Marcin Tybura. Uh, in the co-main event here, and, and Walt Harris, a small dog here, at plus 150. Tybura coming back about 185 at most sports books. Uh, this is an interesting one for me because when I look at, at Walt Harris, the big ticket, uh, boy, the things he's dealt with outside of the octagon, mm -hmm. you don't want anybody mm -hmm. to have to go through, and he's lost both of his fights uh, since going through the, the trauma of losing his stepdaughter. Uh, I did talk to him, uh, Wes, about that, and he says really fighting is cathartic for him, so I know he's looking forward to getting back inside that octagon here. 
But he really only has one way to win this fight, and that's by knockout. Walt Harris might be the best heavyweight puncher not named Francis Ngannou in this division, but he's a classic boxer, right? And Tybura can beat you with many different styles. You look at the way that he's uh, gotten his wins, uh, and they're all, they're all mixed you know, with, with KOs, with submissions. He's gone to the decision. So even though you got to lay the 175 right here where it currently stands, I kind of lean that way, even though my heart's with Walt Harris. How do you break this one down? Yeah, this is a tough handicap, Dave, because of everything you mentioned with Walt Harris in terms of, you know, the, the, the want to is there, but sometimes, you know, that's not going to be enough. And, and that's what you worry about because of what he has went through, really. So I look at Tybura, though. This is a little bit of a step up in class for him because, of course, he got the win over Greg Hardy and a couple other recent wins. Probably the best wins on his resume would be the decision win over Ben Rothwell and also the decision win back in July of 2018 over Stefan Struve. But I think I would be with you on this. You like the under in the first fight. I might be looking to go in the over in this fight because I think this is one where you get will get a feeling out process. And like you said, Tybura has a more diverse arsenal, I think, in terms of offense. So you could see some wrestling here. And Tybura, I think, go for some takedowns. I don't know if he's going to want to really just stand and trade here with Walt Harris. So if I'm Tybura, I want to take him down and do that old LNP, that lay and pray here. So <laughs> I would like the over here at one and a half. I'm seeing about 160, 170 in the market, and that'd be the way I'd go. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that as well, Wes, and maybe even lean towards that fight going the distance. I could see that happening uh, with that three-round co-main event. Uh, I do not see the main event going that way. Uh, we'll get to more of that later on in the show, but when we come back, uh, you're going to be joined out there by Mike Peranio right here inside the Green Zone. It's on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Turn a $1 wager on the Bucks or Nets into 100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a three, just use the bonus code VEASAN100. When you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime, download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. And make sure to use the promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here inside the Green Zone, we're to be joined now with Wes Reynolds with Mike Peronio, the Senior Race and Sportsbook Manager at Mandalay Bay. And Mike, great to have you in. I know that obviously... Uh, this is a busy time with the Golden Knights last night getting that win. I got to ma- imagine that the handles are up now that Vegas is 100% back open and open for business. Yeah, it was amazing to watch that. First of all, it was a great hockey game. I mean, I should have went to that game. I, I <laughs> could have, and I didn't do it. Now I regret it. But, uh, yeah, it's the action on hockey has been good. Uh, I saw a little bit of news that we might, uh, the Oakland A's were out here this weekend. So, uh Maybe we're getting a baseball team. I know they're thinking Let them know that we're a big-time sports town now, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, we'd be glad to do shows from there wherever they build the stadium. And and and, uh, Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And it's interesting you you mentioned that, Mike, because coming to Vegas here for the first time in a couple years, obviously since the pandemic, and obviously the Golden Knights were already here, but you see the Raiders here. uh, You pass by the Death Star. And it does feel like full service now in Las Vegas. Uh, It it feels like a nice little tease for you there. But if baseball comes, could you see basketball coming here and this becoming a full-throttled sports town? 
Yeah, I mean, be honest with you, you guys have a great network. You know sports betting is full throttle, really. Uh, we will eventually get NBA, I have no doubt about that. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see which would come first, but uh, looks like uh, we're probably going to get baseball first, but it won't be that much longer down. But if you actually see our actual population, it's incredible that we're supporting these pro teams. I mean, there's larger, larger towns that can't support a team at all, uh, especially in, I guess, Northern California. <laughs> right. I, I'm worried Oakland, if we take a second team, that they're going to, like, invade Las Vegas. And, yeah. And that does concern me a little bit. Well, it's it's good for housing prices here. Uh, yes. Housing is going up here. Uh, maybe eventually the housing will go down in California where I can afford to move there and live there and <laughs> go outside of Delmore for my retirement. So, by the way, it's good to see everybody's faces. I, this is really me, in case people don't know my actual face, because I don't think I've ever actually been on here without a mask. We've been wearing these luchador masks, it yeah. seems like, for the last several months, so it is good to see. And, by the way, real quick update on that hockey game. one nothing Tampa Bay through 20 minutes down there at the old Ice Palace, so they lead the Carolina Hurricanes. But, Mike, I did want to get back to the hockey, actually, with the Golden Knights now. Now that they're still in the series, we know... They really lacked that energy after that seven-game series in game one. And then game two, I felt they outplayed Colorado, didn't get the win, just went to the penalty box way too many times, but almost let one get away last night. And then they come back two goals in about one minute late in the third period, and they go ahead and get the win. Are you seeing betters become more believers now in the Golden Knights where they're going to go ahead? I know you have the future liability. You always have future liability sure. with them. But in terms of this big series price now, are people really believing now in Vegas that they are right there with the Avs? Well, the fans are. I mean, but if you listen to Pacioretty, I mean, they the Knights believe in themselves. They know they dominated game two and lost, mm -hmm. and they dominated last night. And if you, you know, I, I'm a hockey fan. I'm not an expert on hockey by any means, especially the ins and outs of the game. But what I saw skill-wise with those goals they were amazing goals. One was knocked out of the air, uh, redirect. Uh, the other one, he bounced, the first one, he bounced off his foot and got to the back side of the goal. And uh, the last one was off the back, uh, behind the goal, off the back of the goalie. So mm -hmm. those were some skill plays. And they, you know, I was worried about Colorado's speed, but Vegas showed they had uh, some speed too. And they're very confident that they're the best team. You could tell just the way Max put it after the game last night. And we'll get game four Sunday night at the T-Mobile Arena right at the Fortress. So should be uh, a lot of handle and having it full again is just a great atmosphere. But we've also got more playoffs going on right now. The NBA before we'll get to the game seven tomorrow. Game one, Bucks and Nets. We don't know where Joel Embiid's status is in terms of Philadelphia, if he's going to go or not. So a lot of people are kind of calling this the de facto, I guess, Eastern Conference Finals here. So Bucks and Nets. Uh, Bucks have seen a little bit of support, including some of mine on the series prize. Where do you guys need uh, the action tonight for that series? Yeah, that game, uh, we need the Bucks for pretty decent size, I think, uh, which surprised me a little bit with injuries. Uh, you know, I thought maybe the action would be less on this game and maybe more on the game seven, but uh, we definitely uh, need uh, need the Bucks for a decent amount of money. And we took a big bet actually on the Clippers money line for tomorrow mm -hmm. uh like almost 500k you know to win 175k so right. that's stepping out a little bit uh but the interesting thing about that is we also took 
the Clippers to win 30, 35 grand on the futures to win 210. And it was different guys. Yeah. So yeah. It's interesting how that comes out. But we, we took so much money on the Hawks that we, we would gladly give up these Clipper bets if they beat right. get the Hawks out of there. You know, going back to that Clippers game, because we were talking about that in the preview of Game 6 last night, which the Clippers now forced Game 7. Road team now 6-0 and in the series. Clippers, I think, were like plus 140-ish or so to win the series where it's like, you know what, go ahead and take that. Yeah, if it loses, it loses, you move on. But all of a sudden now, if you would have had that bet, you've got that equity in your pocket, and you mentioned the money line. Now what, a little bit under $3 is a money line favorite, 6.5 on the spread. So just giving yourself options, and that's what makes this playoff betting so fascinating, is most bettors are still going to bet it like regular season where they're just going to go side and total. They're not going to get involved in the series or, or the futures like that. But really doing that, you just leave yeah. yourself so many options. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. And the the initially, the bettors, when they're just starting with sports betting, spreading everywhere to places where it hasn't been before, people are just betting games and they don't take advantage of the hedging and, and getting off stuff and making sure you make a profit, which is what basically you're talking about is making sure that you're doing things that uh, make you collecting at the window, as uh, Visa likes right. to say. Yeah, cash and tickets yeah. is what it's all about, is what uh, a little birdie has yes. told me. Uh, <laughs> a man, Uncle Brent Musburger, told us that. Uh, before we get to the Belmont, because I want to close with that, UFC tonight, we do have a card over at the Apex, uh, a fight night card. Where are we seeing some action, and what are the book's needs here at Mandalay? So it, it's uh, it's three big decisions for us. We need Harris, uh, Breeze, and uh, I think it's Trinaldo. Uh, mm-hmm. all, we need all three of those, uh, and the other side obviously is uh, is bad for us. So, uh, and it's a pretty good handle and a pretty good uh, uh, loss if we don't win all three of those for for a Friday night. And are you night. are you offering a price? And I wouldn't blame you if you didn't because I have no idea what the rules are for this. Floyd Mayweather, Paul Brothers fight, you know, whatever it is, I don't know how you win or what the weights are. So are you guys offering prices on that or taking a pass? No, uh, it's not a sanctioned fight. So right. I mean, that's varies state by state because every state has their own uh, gaming control or, and ways they do things, which, you know, in my opinion, needs to change. They're, it's going to be like horse racing pretty soon where everybody has different rules. Right. They need some kind of governing body. So uh, if something happens with that fight that's no, not right. It's going to put a black eye right. on the sport. Yeah, I think offering that, you're kind of getting into a new trick bag, not knowing really what the rules are. But speaking of horse racing, we, of course, have the Belmont Stakes. No Triple Crown, obviously, as a factor, but one of the best horse cards of the year if you're a diehard horse player, which I know you are, yeah. eight grade ones. We're in the midst of that. A couple more to go before we get to post time at the Belmont Stakes Race 11 on the card. Who are you liking here for this race? Well, uh, like we discussed, I think we're both on the same one. I mean, we kind of picked the pace, and you picked the winner, of course, with Rombauer. But uh, uh, I, I, I kind of there's two Curlin horses in here. Curlin's a big favorite when they get to this mile and a half. It's the the sire that has probably generated, I believe, the most Belmont winners, mm-hmm. and especially in the money winners. So, uh, known agendas in there. I think exclusive. Uh, uh, essential quality, excuse me, mm-hmm. should get up for second. I think he'll bounce back. But, it, you know, it's nice to see Irad's brother taking over. Uh, 
and actually Johnny V told him to put blinkers on this horse after the Sam Davis and he the first race after that he won by 11 then he won the Florida Derby by two so that was a pretty good uh, recommendation by uh, uh, Johnny V to do yeah. that and it's paid off and that last race, he had the one hole in the Derby. He had Awful no shot. Yeah. So I, I think you agree with me. I think Known Agenda might get there. And I don't think he's going to be 6-1. to one. I think uh, it's going to be a little less than that. Well, and this is a combination, of course, has won the Belmont before. This is Todd Pletcher and now Jose Ortiz. They won this race with Tapret right. back in 2017. So I don't see much of a drop-off at all between the brothers. Irad Ortiz was supposed to be aboard this horse. Took a spill on Thursday in the middle of the card. So now Jose Ortiz drops aboard. Also, Rock Your world. I'm interested to see if Rock Your World gets a better trip. Got crushed in the gate at the yeah. Derby. So that performance at Santa Anita, it's just like you can't get it out of your mind. So we shall see who gets up. I know we had a, a guest on earlier, Tim Doyle, like in Hot Rod Charlie. But with only eight horses, not a ton of value. But I would be absolutely with you on Known Agenda. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's uh, Known Agendas uh, can rate. And I think uh, I, I, there might not be a speed duel, but I think rating on this at the Belmont, you got to be in the front. I know it's a mm -hmm. mile and a half, but you got to be up there. Right. It, it, people think it's a mile and a half. It's got to be a closer. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's not going to be like the Preakness where they really kind of eyeballed each other and right. Rombauer was coming closing late and got that win. So, uh, Mike Peranio, Racing Sports Director here at the Mandalay Bay, good to see you. Good to good see to you. Good to actually see you, see your face here. So, uh, looking forward to more broadcast throughout the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, can't wait. Come on down, everybody. Great having Mike join Wes out there at Mandalay Bay. We've got much more right here inside the Green Zone. When we come back, Ron Flatter is going to join us. We're going to talk a lot more about the Belmont. He is at the Belmont Stakes. Much more right here inside the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.